I don't know if you can tell that my voice sounds weird. Um, I don't know From if that'll what? come through <laughs> to the audience at all, but it sounds weird to me, and I couldn't figure out why for a second. And then I remembered I played Mario Party last night oh. with my brother and our friends. It got heated. We need to do the eye contact summary. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. In this episode, we meet some classic criminals. They don't, they don't say f***. We make pedestrian pancakes. And little old lady must have been packing some heat. Thank you for coming back from our replay reviews. My name is Leah. And my name is Kathy. We are two friends who are here to replay, review, and analyze your favorite video games. And since Kathy has never seen the games before, it helps me view them through her fresh eyes, almost like I'm discovering them again for the first time. We hope it will be a similar experience for you. Are we ready for scene one? Let's get to it. Actually, before we get there. We have to acknowledge this is the first time we did a morning podcast. We've never done a morning podcast. That is that is a good thing to announce. And we'll probably mm-hmm. explain a lot of the things that will probably happen in the course of this recording. <laughs> but what I was going to say is this was your pick. This is Kathy's oh, pick. Yes. I gave you a, a few, a bundle, a bundle of uh, trailers to watch that I felt would fit in with our other games this season. And this is what you picked. And I'm excited mm-hmm. for you to see it. I'm glad you picked it because I had a lot of fun playing it. I'm really excited about this game, too. There's something about the quality of the design. It's like they took Heavy Rain design and they just elevated it, made it so much better. And I'm really excited because we start with a really awesome California Soren camera angle. <laughs> just going in. The quality's nice. The music's great. And it's just fantastic. I'm liking part one so much, and I'm so excited to see the rest. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned the California store. I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but the monitor that my my work sent me, because I work remotely, is too big. (laughs) It looks like a television. So when I was watching this gameplay with you last night, I was starting to like freak out because it felt like I was in VR. And the thing is, your TV has a remote, not your TV, your monitor has a remote just like a TV. I thought well, it was Well, I TV. added that. I added oh, okay. that. <laughs> but yes, it feels like a TV. Okay, now, now are we ready for scene okay. one? Yes. All right, so we meet Tommy and Detective Norman. This is not uh, the, the first law enforcement Norman we've met this season, so that's kind of interesting. Mildly, not really. Turns out Tommy contacted him, and he wants to trade information on a cold case for protection for his wife and daughter. Well, I'm skeptical about Detective Norman, because who knows if he's, maybe he's a gang member that's pretending to be a detective and getting info. Where did he come from? Is he just going to take that information and then leave Tommy hanging? Like, we don't know much about him. But I understand it that the detective isn't going to, he he has the upper hand right now. Mm-hmm. And if anything, the, I mean, the cold case has gone cold for so long, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's, he's probably desperate to get this case solved. It sounds like it was his first case as soon as he arrived in the city. And the detective can tell that Tommy has a target on his back, and he uses that as leverage. And it kind of makes Tommy tell him his story before making any promises. 
And this is when we flash back to 1930, when it all started. So in 1930, as a cab driver, we meet two guys, Sam and Polly, who are being chased by some people and crash. And they force Tommy at gunpoint to give them a ride. He takes them safely to a place called Salieri's. And they pay him handsomely. Well, they also give Tommy a really great story to say that if someone asks us about XYZ, say ABC, and it's like they're very experienced of from doing this kind of stuff with normal people. Yeah, exactly. He says, if anyone asks about the money you wanted at poker and the scratches on your car are from swerving to avoid hitting a little old lady. But what about the bullet holes, though? Like, I was in the wrong side of town. Granny got a gun. Sam also tells him not to hesitate to ask for a loan, honest work, etc. Because, and I quote, the Don doesn't forget his friends. I mean, so far the mafia doesn't seem so bad, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't. And they awarded him handsomely, so there's that. We go back to modern day, and Tommy is again talking to Detective Norman and says, I didn't want to get in with criminals. It's better to be poor and alive than rich and dead. Right there, back then, I was out. That that totally foreshadows whenever someone starts a sentence like that, there's going to be a but, and then it's going to go on. Exactly. And maybe we'll see it. <laughs> Sometime later, though, Tommy is working as usual. I noticed a, <laughs> a mechanic pop up on the screen for a speed limiter. And I can tell you, I did not see that when I played the game. And I don't know if that... <laughs> <laughs> if that had anything to do with my driving skills, I don't want to blame it on, on that. But you know what? <laughs> I get better. You would not let me hear the end of it, though. I'm sorry, but <laughs> from a viewer standpoint, I'm just preparing you for if people are negative in our comments watching a playthrough. I was just preparing you for that, that negativity. Number one. In my defense, the game I played before this game was Red Dead Redemption. Not even the second one, the first one. Not the remake, because that was before this, and I don't even think the remake is any better, and I'm not going to buy it. It's different, is all I'm going to tell you. But, you know, I think I have to make you play it. I think I have to make you play it, and you know what? We'll see how good you do. <laughs> it's not. I mean, my eight-year-old niece schools me in playing <laughs> PS4. I gotta look down and see, like, triangle. Like, which one's triangle? I gotta look down, so I'm not gonna be any better. <laughs> it takes a minute to get used to these controls. I don't think I'm the only one, but I might be, and that's okay. But also during these drop-offs, what do you call these? Fairs. They're called fairs. Yeah. His first customer says, my only advice is stop smoking in your car. No, that was her tip. Instead of giving him an actual, like, tip for financial, uh, like, compensation, she gives him, like, that kind of tip and says that word of advice kind of thing, which is really rude. See, I understood tip as advice, not as oh money. I, I Well, no, I think she's just substituting instead of giving him tips, which I think is the typical thing to do. I think she's just giving him advice. So it's like... You know how, and I hate this in the restaurants, when you get your check and instead of putting a tip amount, people put zero and word of advice, smile more or whatever crap that you. I feel like she's doing the same. I've never <laughs> heard of this. I, I need to know it's how a- people interpreted this now. Was she, was she <laughs> saying, I'm not going to tip you? Your tip is stop smoking in your car instead of like five cents? 
Or is she just saying, hey, some advice to improve your experience? <laughs> don't smoke in your cab. I don't, which one? I don't know now. Okay, we need to, we need to get back on track here. My point was, though, before we started this mm -hmm. uh, rabbit trail, is that really her advice or her tip? Not don't run over pedestrians, not don't crash into other cars, both of which I did. <laughs> Seems like smoking should be pretty low on that list, but that's just my opinion. His last customer for the day says that he should go get a cup of coffee and take a break at some person's coffee shop he knows. And while this happens... A few of Morello's men, who we haven't met yet, they attack him because they're angry at him for helping Sam and Polly. And this is when Tommy makes a run for it, back to Salieri's restaurant, where Sam and Polly scare Morello's men away. I'm curious why Tommy decided to run back to Sam and Polly when he could have just hid. <clears throat> you could definitely tell it's a morning recording my voice. <laughs> we need to make a compilation. Mm -hmm. That's just all of our... our throat noises <laughs> yes clearing your throat because <clears throat> i always do my best to cut them out but i have a feeling like all the like lip smacking and like throat clearing if you just add that into one video it's gonna be horrible but for some reason people are gonna watch it i don't know why <laughs> it's like the the anti asmr and we yeah. can't label who's who you gotta mix it up together <laughs> <laughs> and all the inhales do like <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it anyway. Works. Yeah, that's a good question. I think maybe just, I don't know, maybe he just wasn't thinking. <laughs> he did get kicked in the head pretty hard. Um, but anyway, they bring him inside to meet the Don, who offers to pay for the damage to his cab, but Tommy just wants a shot at the bastards who wrecked my cab. Is that the mistake? Well, I mean, that and running to them. You know that they're the mafia at some point. You know the reason why. And going in, it's just going to suck you in. But you going there and asking the Don for permission, he's not your boss or anything. You don't need to ask him for permission. And you're showing a pretty darn bloody streak of vengeance in your blood that you want to go and attack them. You could just let it settle, but you chose to do things the mafia way. And that's your biggest... Mm -hmm. Downfall is you want to seek revenge instead of letting it settle. I mean, all they gave him was a baseball bat. I'm sure he could have found one of those. Mm -hmm. Or you know, like call the cops. Salieri sends Polly with Tommy to go bust up some of their cars and send a message. And Polly's so rude to Ralphie, their mechanic. Oh my gosh, yes. That's another note. Polly is such a bully to Ralphie. I had my hopes high up. Hoping that Tommy, if he makes it into the mafia and, like, pretty high up, he's going to, like, protect Ralphie and make him be his driver or just something to protect him from being bullied. But my goodness, and Tommy doesn't say anything, just lets Polly bully him. <laughs> I I hate that. <laughs> and yeah. Ralphie is just so nice. And he's it's so sad that he gets bullied like that. Well, he's nice until he, he says, one day I'm going to cut your brake line, asshole. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Polly had that coming. <laughs> it escalated a little quickly, but I yeah, he's he's an asshole to him. Well, yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. So Tommy and Polly do bust up some of Morello's cars, and they steal some guy named Dino's car, and then return to Salieri's. Salieri then offers Tommy a job, and he accepts. 
And because he accepts Salieri lays down the ground rules, he makes his operation sound kind of upstanding considering it's uh, organized crime. They don't cuss. They don't do drugs. But number one for him is loyalty. And so Tommy is accepted into the family. It's a gentleman's mafia. It's a gentleman's mafia. So that was obvious a trial run for Tommy to see if he's going to have what it takes to be in the mafia and Polly supervised him. But for some reason, I get a vibe that Sam sitting there at the table doesn't seem to really like Tommy. I don't know if it's that he feels threatened by him. He thinks they're comparable. He doesn't trust him. Back to the detective. Tommy says that things were pretty mild for a while until he, Sam, and Polly were sent on a collections job. And then we flash back to Salieri handing out this assignment. And it seems like he likes to compare himself to Morello. He talks about Morello being a hothead. Or stupid. I think he just talks about him whenever he's mad, he can't think, and he has crap for brains. Yeah. He's comparing his tactics to Morello's and saying, like, Morello breaks legs. We don't. We're better than that. So, I don't know. There's something there. A little animosity. I wonder if Morello is his, like, brother or they grew up in the same mafia and they split. Mm Mm-hmm. Curious about that backstory. At first, the collections are going just fine. And so, the last stop at a rural rural motel. That's hard to say. Rural? Rural Motel. It's in the morning. (laughs) It's the morning. Anyway, collections are going fine until the last stop at a rural motel. Nailed it. Polly gets shot, and the gunman says to tell Salieri, this place is ours. An injured Polly then begs Tommy to go rescue Sam, who's been captured, and they're trying to get information out of him. So that's probably not a very pleasant situation. I mean, Tommy went real quick from saying that he didn't want to deal with criminals to, okay, boss, and let's go get that money. Yeah, I think some time went by, but I'm not sure how much time went by. So I Mm -hmm. don't know. But either way, because he says it was pretty mild for a while and he was moving crates or whatever. And now it's like Mm -hmm. war. So either Mm -hmm. way, it's a big it's a big jump up for sure. Tommy is able to rescue Sam, but somebody makes a run for it with the cash, so Tommy chases him down. And after he stops them, we hear him tell Detective Norman, I should have took off then and there, but I couldn't go back to being a nobody. He's addicted to the violence now. Let's let's talk about this a little bit, because it's the Great Depression, right? They referenced that a few times, mm-hmm. that we're in the Great Depression. He's a cab driver making 30 cents, so I can see the appeal. For mm-hmm. sure, I see the appeal, but I don't and know. it's also about living a better life that he now has someone else because we don't only really see him having any family members. I think he mentions his mom, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really have much going on in his life, and finally, he finds a group that he has some purpose in a way. So that kind of goes into our next or my next note, which is back with the detective they have sort of like a little mild debate about chance versus choice and Mm -hmm. so i guess like did tommy have a choice because he got dragged into this by chance with polly and and sam running up on him he backs out he chooses to back out and then when he's attacked by morello's men is he sort of dragged back into it by by chance again it started out as chance 
all up to the point where he chooses to want to seek revenge and to break their cars with a bat. That's a choice. And he could have backed out. He could have just taken the money or he could have just said no to that money and used the money he previously got mm-hmm. and just fix his car and just continue with life. I agree with that. My only question that I wonder about is would he still get bothered? You know, because oh, yes, he already definitely. has that mark on him, even though that he didn't choose to have that mark on him, he still has it on him. So that's my only question of like how much choice was there really? I think he definitely leans into it. But what are his choices? All we've seen so far is he gets pushed around while he's being a- an upstanding citizen, you know. So is the mm-hmm. flip side of that like in order to protect yourself, you have to go bad and join the mafia? Like, take the money and move. Leave the <laughs> city. Yeah, I feel like either move or you stay. Fight or flight. Yeah. I think I kind of land on it was chance, and then he leaned into it a little bit. As they're talking, Tommy then asks Norman if he's heard of a boxer named Joey Crackers. And then he tells a story. We see... Crackers get rear-ended by Morello. We finally see him. Who then proceeds to beat Joey, I'm pretty sure to death, with a tire iron. Norman argues that that story can't be true as Morello made a good amount of cash off of Joey. But Tommy says that it didn't matter and that Don Salieri chalked it up to Morello not being able to think straight when he's mad. He can just commit murder in broad daylight and the police turn their eyes away from it goes to show how much money and power he has on his payroll like we know it Salieri Mm -hmm. talked about it but this first time we've seen how much the mafia controls the city it's one thing to turn a turn a blind eye to like some racketeering you know some extortion but to turn away from a murder being committed because of a little Mm -hmm. rear ender when it was clearly Morello's fault that's a different level. That's a different... Mm-hmm. That's not just being in his pocket. That's being terrified of him, too. Are we ready for scene four? Yes. The dreaded... The dreaded race. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, in our last section of gameplay, Tommy is asked to use his driving skills. He is again talking to the detective and says that things were pretty routine for a while again. But they also had some fun. And this is when he starts telling the story of the race. So back (laughs) in time, the Don asks Tommy to help sabotage a race car of a rival driver in an upcoming race. It sounds like a lot of people both in the mob and just citizens who come to the Don for financial advice, which, by the way, don't do that. You're going to the person who, if you want to commit illegal financial transactions, yes, But this is a guy who's probably having a whole bunch of tax evasion and everything. So I don't know if he's the guy you want to go to. (laughs) But at the same time, I can see the appeal because people are struggling. It's the depression. Mm -hmm. And they just don't have that much money. And the Don looks like he's doing good business. So I could see why they would go to him for financial advice. But you must be ready to give up your right arm and a child. (laughs) (laughs) And a child. Your right arm and your left child. (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of people both inside and outside of the mob are going to lose money if Salieri's driver loses. Don is certain that a fancy new driver is actually Morello's guy. 
And so there's a little extra, a little extra juice behind this for getting this done. Tommy does succeed in sabotaging the car, which makes it not drive properly. And somehow I did better driving this messed up car than I did driving a normal car in this game. Lucas is the person who helps sabotage the car and he goes and tells Tommy saying that, hey, I can, I want to be part of the team if you need another person. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Lucas. I feel like he may or may not betray the mafia or... (coughs) (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Okay. So I don't know if Lucas is going to be part of Salieri's team. But I feel like, oh gosh, I feel like, <laughs> let me try that again. Between the, hold on, let me get some water. <laughs> We're talking like it's seven o'clock. It's 1215. <laughs> We're night owls. It's we not record- that early anymore. No, but here's the thing. We record from like nine or 10 till midnight or like 1 a.m. was the latest we ever mm-hmm. done it. So doing it this early makes a difference. You're over there with morning throat goo, and I'm over here sipping an energy drink like it's the butt crack of dawn, and it's literally lunchtime. (laughs) Uh, Where were you? Okay. Okay, let me try this again. So Lucas is telling Tommy, saying that, hey, if you guys need an extra person, I'm down. But at the same time, I feel like he may or may not betray Salieri's team because he's so desperate and maybe he's going to be the type where he's mad if he doesn't get a cut or even though he feels like he's obligated to get something and he deserves it. So he might be something or someone that's going to turn on them. Like he Mm -hmm. just wants, yeah, he wants in, he wants money, but... What does he want more? Does he want to be part of the mafia or does he just want money? Because if he just wants money, that's definitely going to cause troubles if you're trying to get it from the mafia. So I agree. It seems like he's uh, he should tread lightly and maybe mm-hmm. a little lighter than he is. All right. So now it is race day. Things do not go according to plan. Frank informs Tommy that he will be Salieri's new driver after Morello's guys roughed up their original. Thankfully, Tommy wins after about 35 attempts on my end. And yay, everyone has their money. (laughs) The (laughs) Bank of Salieri is still functioning. I need to know, people, I need to know, how many times, how many times did it take you? It was brutal. They throw the... uh, There's nothing else to say. It's horrible. I had to take like three pee breaks during the course of recording that. Anyway, you didn't need to know that. Apparently, his reward for winning the race, though, is to drive a drunk Polly home, which Mm -hmm. is pretty entertaining, I will say. Polly's pretty funny, but he needs to learn to be quiet when he's drunk, because that's going to get him in a lot of trouble. He's already seeing something that him and Sam are keeping the real stuff from him. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's in a good way or a bad way, but I feel like that's going to be something that Tommy gets his hands on, and is going to turn it over to Detective Norman. (laughs) Sorry, I also love when Tommy starts driving him away, and Polly's like, I told the Don, he can drive. (laughs) He's a driver. (laughs) As the car is going, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) 
<laughs> At least you didn't rear end something. <laughs> it's true. And Polly's a funny drunk. He goes, take me to the patooties. <laughs> Just take me to the sweet patooties. Don't say patootie. I feel like that's a turnoff. It's, it's an immediate turnoff. It's funny, but it's a turnoff. It's at this point in the game, because I didn't really understand what was going on in the front part, that I realized that, dude, Sarah's going to be Tommy's girl. And mm-hmm. that's the daughter and the wife that, that his family is going to have all thanks to Sarah. And it's nice. You you mentioned this when we were watching it, that it's nice to have a really witty female character. A great mm-hmm. change from a lot of the female characters we've seen so far in the season. And even in Last season, season one, too. Yeah. Too serious. Yeah. Too brooding. Yeah. We like the joke, Sarah. And hey, when you're done celebrating, you might want to go find your buddy, Polly. He's so drunk, he's going to get hit by a parked car. Anything else for this episode? Nope. But I'm curious what's going to happen in the next part. It's so nice to get this game it's pretty refreshing compared to the serious tone that we see in yakuza Mm -hmm. and in outlast so i'm excited yeah i like the layout of this game the format of the storytelling i like that we go from the detective back in time and we just sort of see step by step how tommy ended up here i really enjoy that i think it's uh it's unique to what we've played so far okay so We're tracking a couple things in this series. Mm-hmm. Near misses, which is when I make a pedestrian skedaddle backwards. And I didn't count every single one because I think a few of them were overreacting. Okay, calm down. How many near misses do you think were in part one? I'd say about 25. If okay, I could, if I could slap you through the screen, I would. <laughs> I'm just throwing a number out there. It's probably more like 13. <laughs> I would never hit you. Um, <laughs> no, you're you're off. <laughs> I'd say 13. I changed my answer. <laughs> Better. Um, seven. <laughs> seven. Okay. <laughs> and then we were gonna do hits, but I changed it to uh peepees. <laughs> what? The cat it's called peepees. <laughs> it's pedestrian pancakes. How many innocent pedestrians did I run over with my car? I don't think you did any, did you? Oh I did. One? <laughs> two? Three? You can't just go up in increments of one. You gotta pick a number. I'd say three. You are correct. Oh three wow. pedestrian pancakes. What's that, a grand slam at Denny's? <laughs> I don't frequent Denny's. I don't know why I said I that. I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never been to Denny's, so I'm just not going <laughs> to You're not missing fun. out. You're not missing okay. out. Also, Denny's. <clears throat> Denny's. Like, listen, okay? I don't know if this is still the case because I have not been there in a hot minute, but the last time I was there, I didn't want to order anything off of your menu because everything is titled in a pun. I don't want an order a moons over my hammy sandwich. I just want a f***ing <laughs> ham and cheese sandwich, okay? Don't make oh me feel God. like an like a tool trying to order some food. Get it out of there. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see uh, through the course of the series how high the pancake, the pedestrian pancake stack is gonna be. 
Do you have a guess for uh, how many pedestrian pancakes are made during this this whole game? Five parts? Or how many parts do we have? <laughs> I think so. Let me verify. <laughs> okay. I feel like because you get better, <laughs> you can't do an average of three per episode. Five parts, yes. Part. It has to be under 15. So I'm going to go eight. Okay. Eight peepees. And then near misses. 13. That's like 50... <laughs> Bring it back down. <laughs> Bring it back down. So I have to get. You have to get. Back. It's not an average of thirteen an episode. I think you get better. Um, so <laughs> I'll do. Mm, I feel like forty-seven is still too high. <laughs> I'll do thirty-five. All right. Yeah. It's written in Sharpie. Permanent marker. <laughs> okay. per- permanent answers. Is that it? Actually, you know what? There's a couple other things that I'm going to reveal in the summary. So I might mm-hmm. have you guess those now as well. Okay. There's just a lot of good stats in this game. I want to know what you think my headshot percentage will be. I'm not counting it as every time the gun goes off. If the mm-hmm. bullet hits the target, that counts in the in the percentage. So, so if I shoot at someone, right? Mm-hmm. Three shots go into the body. Say so one's in the one's in the tum tum. I hate that I just said mm-hmm. that. One's in the stomach. <laughs> one's in the shoulder. <laughs> one's in the chest. <laughs> Tom Tom came out so natural. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking an energy drink and it changes me. It changes me. Oh, oh dear. So God. I shoot I shoot the body three times, right? A mm-hmm. stomach shot, a chest shot, a shoulder shot, right? Mm-hmm. And then I hit the head. So that's one one out of four. Is a okay. headshot. So that would be that percentage. Okay. So of all the kills, I'd say about, yeah, let's do 35% heads and and okay. 65% bodies. Noted. And in, in Sharpie. And then the last category is innocent bystanders. So these are people who, <laughs> more pedestrians. So mm-hmm. pedestrian pancakes, you get shot, you get multoffed. Any innocent bystander, someone not involved in the fight, they get hurt in some way. How many total? I'll do 47. 47 innocent bystanders. All right. Noted. It's in the file. Now we can end the episode. And we can yes. wake up. <laughs> yeah. Actually eat breakfast. <laughs> As you said that, my stomach growled and I'm a little bit freaked out. Why did okay. I say tum-tum? Tum-tum. I don't know what's I wrong that? with you. <laughs> it's we're a mess this morning. Okay, end it, end it, please. Okay, audacity on one, three, two, one. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to send in any questions, comments, or game suggestions. You can find all our contact info on our website, replayreviewspod.com, or contact us directly through our site. Did we completely miss something? Are we way off the mark? Or do you just want us to take a deeper look at anything from the game? We'll tackle any topics you all want to hear in our season wrap-up episode. We also have a Reddit where we discuss anything we're curious about, Go take a look and let us know what you're thinking. Our theme music is Condemned by Eggy Toast. They'll play you out and we'll be back next week.